Hey guys, just a disclaimer about this episode. This true crime that we're about to speak of happened months ago and we recorded this episode weeks ago. So take that for what it is. Hello everyone. Welcome to non-members only. This is the podcast for non-members. If you're a member, please leave. This is a very special true crime episode of non-members only given by two people who have never listened to true crime. Enjoy. Wow. What's up, everybody? It is True Crime Day here on the Non-Members Only Podcast, where two people give a true crime story. Also, these two people have never listened to true crime podcasts. We're, we're simply doing this because when we did our Spotify rap for the year, we saw basically all of you listen to our podcast as well as true crime. It was like 95% or something. Yes. Insane. So, so I'm Aaron. I am here with Michael Michael Motorcycle. Correct. And we are going to tell the story, the mysterious Kansas City Chief fans death. Yes. We uh, just a quick disclaimer. We are going to do our best and I'll try. I'll try to at least give where I got the information from. But some of it's hard to track. Some of it's just hearsay, you know. Some people will say, oh, well, the, the brother said this or, or the cousin said this. And who knows where that if that's actually true or not. Right. Allegedly. Allegedly. We'll say just <laughs> allegedly blanket statement. Allegedly. allegedly. Yes. Right. I, I would like to preface this by saying the first article that was sent to me about this is from Perez Hilton. OK, the, the celebrity right. gossip guy. So I was like, do I even want to take this seriously? But as things unfolded, basically every other news outlet picked this up. Mm -hmm. It's it now became a national story pretty yes, quickly. Yeah. And and, you know, we could be the only two that have not uh, that are discovering the story. Everyone might already know. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> I don't know. Do true crime podcasts just talk about like, you know, like monthly crimes or do they? I go think into it's like, like historical, maybe historical crimes. Those usually have the most data. So it's easier to right. talk about. We're over here like fresh story. We're already starting this off wrong. <laughs> and that is very on brand for us. Yeah. So let's just dive into it. I think I'll set the scene for what happened. And Michael, and Michael Motorcycle. You. Yeah, he's going to help me along. And also he has found new details, new developments on this story. Did you hear what the theories are at least or no? No, because I didn't I didn't want to. You were avoiding I it. I didn't want to like give it away to myself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's set the scene. Last year, this happened, but that's not saying much because it's only February 11th, 2024 that I'm recording I, okay, I this. Thought it, I thought it was in January, but there we go. Yeah, I'm saying I'm saying last year is January. Was it in last? No, I thought it was this season. Oh, oh, this. <laughs> <laughs> this is this January. <laughs> this January happened. This Okay, this happened this year. The beginning of the year. Yeah, January... see, this is, this is the problem, guys. <laughs> We can't even get the month right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Take two. We're actually not cutting that. We're not no, cutting we're not that. cutting that. No. Okay. January 7th, 2024. Yeah. Three friends. No, four friends. Maybe five. What? You know, yeah. We're okay. going to go with four friends are watching mm -hmm. their hometown team, the Kansas City Chiefs, play the LA Chargers not the Mississippi Mongoose. No. Now, what we have here is Ricky Johnson, 38 years old, David Harrington, 
37 years old, and Clayton McGinney, 36 years old. They go to their, uh, their friend rented a house, and his name is Jordan Willis, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't know how old Jordan Willis is, but let's take the average of all the ages and say he's 30-something. Okay. Do you know how old Jordan Willis is? One second, let me see. ChatGPT, how old is Jordan Willis? Yeah, they say it's not explicitly mentioned, but I did see that he they knew him from high school. Okay. Okay. So they're all about the same age. Similar age. Yes. I would like to also point out these are very normal looking dudes. You might see them buying a hot dog at a football game, but you also might see them hitting uh, around a golf, you know, a golf. Yes. A golf. Yeah. Yeah. So they seem just like regular sports fans. Just just vibing, you know, right. They wanted to go over to their friend's house. And this was a big game. This was the this was the Chiefs last game before the playoffs. And they did win 13 to 12. So, you know, that game was intense. It was exciting. And mm-hmm. and and they came out on top by one point. So, you know, they're, they're you, They have to be whooping it up. Yeah, you would imagine. So I saw that they, they went to the house and allegedly allegedly <laughs> and people saw people saw them going in with like a couple 30 packs of beer is that what Ooh, you okay you read i did not because i'm still on perez hilton this this was like okay this was before there were those hearsay developments allegedly what i know is from this is the three men so jordan willis at first claimed he went to bed early and he didn't know what happened to the three men Nobody heard from any of them on January 8th, the day after the game. And on January 9th, Clayton's fiance was like, something's up. He's not answering his phone. And who knows what Clayton's history is here. But she was alarmed. And Mm -hmm. she's like, I'm going to pull up to this house. And then she really gets worried when all three cars are still there. So she's like, what's going on? She breaks into the house and she finds one of the dead bodies on the porch the back porch the back porch yes she calls the cops and when they get there they also discover the other two men's bodies these were in the backyard so she didn't see them at first right and they were they were allegedly there for well over 24 hours which is consistent with something happening overnight on january 7th the night of that game right now when when willis was initially asked about this his attorney said that his client has no idea how the men ended up dead he he was in bed early like i said he was early enough that he never even realized that the men were in trouble if they were mm-hmm. and however shortly after they said wait a second he misspoke actually so they he did see the three men out he was awake when they left his house and then he went to bed but then in another follow-up statement, the attorney said, oh, wait, he misspoke again. And and, and this is probably where things are like, because this isn't really something you forget, you know, the last time that you saw your friends. Yeah. So, so then he says that his client Willis personally escorted the men to the front door, and then he went back inside, fell asleep on the couch. Okay, so right. originally he went up to his bed, fell asleep no now he fell asleep on the couch and also he still knows nothing he was reiterating that now 
the 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 statement from the attorney says Jordan had absolutely nothing to do with their deaths. He does not know the timing or manner of their deaths, nor does he know how or when they exited his house, even though he said he did. He -hmm. had no knowledge that they remained in his backyard or that they needed medical attention. My question is, what what was Willis doing on the 8th? Right. When, When nobody heard about, when nobody heard from these people, was anyone trying to call him? What was he doing? From what I've seen, he was, like you said, asleep on this couch, he claims, for for two days. He's just peeing and pooping himself. Right. So it says, when the cops came, he opened the door in his underwear and holding a wine glass. Oh, wow. He was on a bender. Right. So from... Allegedly. Allegedly, everyone, uh, all the theories I've seen online are... Either he he did something to the guys, led them outside, or he was just passed out the whole time. Right. Which is possible, depending on, I guess, the drug use. Do you have any background on these guys? Or well, not really? hang on. But hang on a second, because before we dive into these, these guys a little further, mm-hmm. there was allegedly a fifth person. Yes. So... By Tuesday, Willis's attorney was then re- revealing more new information, and he indicated that a fifth man was actually at the home that night. Mm-hmm. He spent time with the victims before he went to sleep elsewhere in the home. So <clears throat> that man, who who in this article has not been publicly named, also has an attorney, of course, and yeah. his attorney is actually disputing Willis's attorney's statement. So that attorney says his client was indeed with all the other men, but he left the house around midnight. When he left, the group was apparently alive and healthy and all watching Jeopardy together inside the living room. So if someone's going to say alive and healthy, I'm going to assume they weren't like killed over or like throwing up from alcohol poisoning. Mm -hmm. This this is indicating they're all just happy go lucky watching Jeopardy. I have some questions. So you're saying that after the game, they're watching Jeopardy? Yeah. What time was this game? Because Jeopardy this, doesn't just... I'm I'm assuming this... I'm assuming Jeopardy, it's like some kind of replay. So, oh, okay. We should fact check that. What time was the game? No, it started at 9 p.m. local time. So this was on the East Coast. This is a solid 8 p.m. in the evening start time. By the time they're watching Jeopardy, you're telling me at what midnight? That's the thing. Jeopardy's not on. So was this guy there before the game watching Jeopardy, and then he left? Possibly. It's possible. I mean, Jeopardy's on usually at seven p.m. 7. Eastern. Yeah. Time. So right. That's that's kind of what I'm unsure about. I wanted to see when is that Chargers game? You said it was. Okay. Now, right. <laughs> Willis, <laughs> I'm like Willis, afraid to get that something wrong. So, like, oh, yeah, yeah, it could. Well, Perez Hilton could be wrong. This okay. is all. This is all alleged. Now, the the confusion here it it get it gets it gets more confusing because Willis didn't respond to calls or texts from anybody in 36 hours after the men were at his house on the night of January 7th. Yeah. Okay. So Willis Willis is attorney his name's Perkerna let's just say Willis's attorney mm-hmm. never received any texts about the whereabouts 
I mean, his attorney is saying this, that yeah, Willis yeah, yeah. never received any texts about the whereabouts of the other three men. But this unnamed fifth man, maybe who he's since been named, we'll get to that. He says that that is incorrect, too, and that he personally texted Willis himself about it later and never heard anything back. So he was being contacted. Family members of both McGinney and Johnson also texted Willis on January 8th, but nobody received any response. And and allegedly, possibly, hypothetically, Willis could have been on a bender and he was getting these texts and was just like, maybe he lost his phone. Maybe he didn't care. And maybe he really didn't know that there were three dead bodies in this backyard. So you're saying the fifth the the fifth guy originally you said he was asleep in the house, correct? That's what that's what Willis claimed. Okay. And what but did this you just guy, but this guy's like, No, I wasn't. I was I watched Jeopardy with these guys and I left and they were all fine. Yeah. So what I'm seeing as well is that the fifth man who attended, his name is Alex, he left before the the three of his friends were later found. So it doesn't say exactly when he left, but he's claiming that he left, you know, that night. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, he's like, don't 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 rope me into this. All right. I left. Yeah, I was I was gone. Yeah. And don't say that nobody was texting you because, in fact, I myself texted you, Willis. That's right. what's happening here. He's like he has come forward because he's like, you're not telling the truth. Correct. Yeah. Rightfully so. Thank you, Alex, who is now named Alex. He's no longer the unnamed fifth man. He is Alex. Yeah. This is uh, this was fairly new. I mean, this came out January 26th, this article about the fifth guy. Okay, look at us. We have dates. We have receipts. From the New York Post. There's my... Wait, my... do you guys even recognize us right now? <laughs> I feel like everyone's yeah. listening. Their jaws are just dropped. They're like, what? Is, is this Aaron and Mike? No, we changed. We're completely. We've switched uh, genres. We we jumped. We jumped through a portal, and we're like these other versions. We're in the versions of ourselves in another dimension. Yeah, and that's where we're coming to you today. Right. We'll probably never do this again unless you guys really like it. (laughs) Unless this is our biggest episode ever, (laughs) and then (laughs) by like ten times, and then we'll end up just being a true crime podcast. Yeah, yeah, with our life updates sprinkled in. Yes. So. Let, let's move on here. So we got this cleared up. We now have Alex on the case. Yes. And now Willis has since moved out of the home. This was a, a rental property. The cops, meanwhile, are stumped at this point. Okay. While, the, while this vest investigation is ongoing, at this point, they didn't believe that foul play was involved at mm-hmm. this point. Okay. This was, this was, this was back in January, early January. And he, he made it a, a, a point to reiterate that first and foremost, this case is 100% not being investigated as a homicide. Right. Now, now, now as a true crime non-listener, mm-hmm. I don't know how this typically goes, but in, in my eyes, I would be like, why? Why is that? Why are you not saying this, this is a homicide? This guy's changing his story three four or five times right and, and and these these dead bodies are in the back of his the place he's staying at so they're just overlooking a homicide at this point now yeah at this current juncture of this article coming out they were still waiting on toxicology reports and 
when I was reading this, I was like, ooh, when those come out, it's going to be on. Like they are going to find something and the the causes of death are going to be confirmed. And and I would like to know, Michael, Michael Motorcycle, have those reports come out? And yes, did they give clues as to what happened? Yes, they did. And let me give you a little bit more information that that kind of made me scratch my head. Okay. Let's just recap real quick. So yeah, Willis was the the friend who survived, right? Mm-hmm. It was he's he's the house. He's the guy who rented the house. His four friends came over. Three of them were found dead in his backyard. One of them claims to have left allegedly. Yes. Now these bodies, of course, at this point were frozen. Yeah, because it was like 30, 32 yes. degrees. Yeah, we're talking Missouri. If you didn't know, Kansas City is actually in Missouri, not Kansas. Yes, we we've been there. Yeah. <laughs> um. So okay. So Willis, what's his first name? I don't know his first Jordan. name. Jordan. Jordan. Jordan Willis. Okay, he's the guy. You know, the cops came. He opened the door in his underwear, holding a wine glass. I was reading that he was asleep for two days, and he was wearing noise-canceling headphones next to a loud fan. Okay. Okay. I don't know. This detail bothered me because if you're wearing noise-canceling headphones, Mm -hmm. what do you need the loud fan for, first of all? Second of all, if people are calling and texting you and those headphones are connected to your phone, you would get those notification sounds. So more detective work is there's no headphones that would stay charged for solid two days. Yeah, if they were on that way. And yeah. how do you even sleep with these bulky headphones on? Yeah, uh, you can't because oh. I would I would do it if it yeah. if it was possible. Yes. So one of the just a couple like random things to, to throw in. So one of the fathers of one of the guys who passed away said that his son would never go outside without a coat. He from that little thing, he was like, OK, there's some something suspicious going on here. You like know? he was pushed out of the house or something. Something. Allegedly. Yeah. Someone else said that they were one of the guys was found dead in a lawn chair in the backyard. So he was sitting in the lawn chair and was wow. was found dead. Um, I believe that was David Harrington. This is and definitely other, giving hallucinogens. Right. Once once I was like digging deeper, I was like drugs. Yeah. Some drugs were involved. You're not feeling cold if you're on acid. Yeah. And that doesn't mean necessarily foul play, at least internally. But the, these news reporters were all trying to get the toxicology report and they've been calling, you know, whoever was contracted to do these the autopsy. All They kept saying it's going to take six to eight weeks. You know, this is no we're not going to like expedite the thing. Right. Because of just because you guys are pushing this story. Where was the third? Oh, sorry. The third person was on the porch laying down. So there was two guys like found dead outside in the backyard just laying Oh, and then okay. one guy was found sitting in a chair. Okay, okay. So the toxicology report ended up coming out in less than four weeks. So uh, all the news reporters are saying this definitely was expedited, yeah, um, which is unusual. I don't yeah. know if it's maybe because of all the social media buzz or whatever. Even Matthew Perry's uh, toxicology reports took way longer than that. Yeah. So I have the results, at least of some of the toxicology report and... Are you, do you want me to tell you them? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it says uh, there was cocaine, fentanyl, and THC found in the toxicology report. And oh, they said... So, oh, so this was a 
They probably thought they were just smoking weed. Unfortunately, that stuff is laced with fentanyl now, and that alone can kill you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so fentanyl level 10, they say, is enough to kill someone, but the preliminary results show a level 30, and that <gasps> was said by a family member. So just think about that. Like A level 10 is enough to kill, and they were found at a, a level 30. Oh, wow. Once you get that information... I don't know how much everyone knows about fentanyl, but like the the guy falling asleep in the chair and just passing out and then freezing to death is definitely possible. Absolutely. The guy inside, he maybe just got lucky and was just took the same stuff, mm-hmm. fell asleep and, you know, just he was just inside. So he survived, you know, or maybe he didn't even have that. Maybe they that guy did go to sleep and those three guys went out and You know, this is the danger of purchasing weed from, like, not a medical source. From what I understand, it's dangerous. There's some more information from some interviews, and this is all kind of like he said, she said type of stuff. Mm -hmm. But they interviewed one of the guys' cousin, one of the, the men who passed away, and he said that Jordan Willis was known as the chemist. Oh. Jordan's the chemist, bro. Jordan's what? Jordan's the chemist. They all knew him as that. It was easy for them to go have fun, but he f***ed up. He made a mistake. There was this interview on, um, let me see, I, I have it written somewhere. Barbara Walters. <laughs> yeah, Barbara Walters. It was News Nation. The News Nation also interviewed like some guy who's like a DEA, ex-DEA guy to get some information about like the drugs and how they react. So the guy that was asleep, Jordan Willis, said that, well, they are saying that it's very possible that he was in an opioid, like overdose state, Mm. but he was just inside. So he somehow uh, survived it. That's the situation. I think that's everything that I I have. Wow. So this wasn't even a crime, Uh, aside from the fact that there were illegal, there was illegal drug use. Right. That's that's currently where I think the detectives are leaning towards was it was just a drug overdose situation. And it's but that doesn't mean that Jordan Willis is scot free, you know. Right. I mean, he he it, it seems likely, allegedly, hypothetically, that he supplied these drugs that yeah. that eventually killed these men. Yeah. So the other update is that Jordan Willis has put all of his stuff in a storage locker and checked himself into a rehab. Wow. Rest in peace to these three men. That's so sad. How do people... uh, Number one, I have some questions now that we uh, got through our story. How do true crime podcasts just do this? It's depressing. Like, oh, this, you know, mom. uh, Yep, she died. You know how she died? An axe. And then you know what happened? Like, what? And you're just like talking about this? Right. And then you just go on with your day. I don't know. I feel like I feel like we have karma coming to us or something. Like this is let's erase this. Let's never <laughs> do this again. <laughs> Delete it. And uh we'll start from scratch. <laughs> right. I don't know. People love this stuff. Let us know. I'm dying to know if you guys enjoyed us telling that story. Yeah, I feel like we need like a palate cleanser or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you have any more questions about the case? Like, it's still kind of open. They haven't charged anyone with anything yet. Maybe actually by the time this comes out, they they may have. Right. But yeah, I mean, the the parents are sad, of course, and the family members are left asking a bunch of questions, trying to figure out 
it's it's a sad story and i don't this that's not what this podcast was made for so it's kind of goes against everything that we we've done but you know what this podcast is about trying new things yes and we did that today and we learned that we don't like it now we may change our tune if um this gets uh, 50,000 listens. <laughs> However, yeah. we would have to only select stories that we can handle telling. Yeah. I think because this Which one didn't zero. have... Yeah, but this one didn't have to do with like moms and kids. And, yeah, thankfully. Uh, yeah. And this one was sent to us by Jesse, right? Yes. Actually, shout out to Jesse Knuth, House of Yals. I feel like we always do that. And she's the one that originally sent this article, sent article when it right? happened. Yeah. yeah. So thank okay. you for that. And this was depressing. And don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. And if you do, get them from a dispensary. Right. From a regulated... Taxed. Taxed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. okay. Fentanyl well, bad. Fentanyl bad. Correct. So is heroin. Correct. And don't do them. Facts. And, and if you're a parent, I would say even like a 12-year-old... I would be mm-hmm. talking about that. Like this isn't when for like when when we grew up and you could buy some some of that stuff. Uh, what what's scary is like that it could just be laced and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you like, wouldn't know that that's the that's the thing is people don't know that it's in there. They think they're just buying weed and then that's in there and that's it. That's the last mistake you make. Yeah. Yeah. What in that same DEA interview the guy was saying that like a lot of these kids take it thinking they're taking um adderall for example Mm, yeah and then all of a sudden they're addicted to fentanyl and they don't even know it right they're buying it off the street like it's not like it's in their prescription but yeah right yeah yeah scary stuff i mean truly could be truly is the devil's lettuce (laughs) (laughs) okay do you do you want to talk about some other stuff as like a palate cleanser yes let's do that Let's let's okay. talk about how I was sick. I want to talk. I want to talk about that mall because I think that mall made us. I think lose, it made me sick. I think it made you sick, and I think it made us lose our minds because. So we filmed a video there, right? Yeah. For for you to post. Yeah. And we we had so much time to like film an intro and Ten hours to, to like work out the details. If we wanted, we could sit there and edit. But there was something about this mall. That I felt like we were in a trance or mm-hmm. like my my brain was just not functioning at its full Same. level. Yes. I don't know if I, we were just fatigued from all the walking, like every time we wanted to do something. I don't but, think it was. The, I think it was that, but I think it was the overstimulation. You couldn't get to a quiet location. There was nowhere quiet. Yeah. Nowhere quiet. There was constantly music coming out of speakers somewhere around you. Yeah. There was the echoey sound of the mall. Yes. shoes squeaking on the floor like and which is <laughs> yeah, yeah. fine for a little bit but i my brain doesn't do well in that yeah and i feel like when my brain doesn't work well in that situation yours does but even yours yeah. was like short-circuiting to where we we like barely filmed an intro the intro we filmed didn't make sense yeah, I don't know. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I felt like something happened. Like, I, and I, I still haven't been able to figure it out. Like, I'm usually pretty good with like, okay, did we get that? Did we get that? Yeah. And for some reason, in that mall, yeah, nothing worked. Nothing. My body worked. just like was shut down. Yeah. 
we were like surviving did you listen to the podcast that we recorded there yeah yeah i listened to i would say like 80 percent of it it's not bad it's just like the cuts are a little jarring (laughs) (laughs) okay like but in like a funny way you know okay so this so the episode we're talking about right here is already out for you guys because it's the previous episode yeah yes uh and i i yeah so as we were recording that toward the end of the night, I was like, this is not going to be, this is going to be weird. <laughs> we're like talking quiet. We're, yeah. I, I think we were like repeating things. We didn't know where we left off. Yes. And we were, yeah, I just felt like we were delirious. We were there for so yeah. long. Mm-hmm. You know, the, we were walking a lot. I don't, I can't even explain it. Yeah. My eyes were hurting for like the whole weekend after that. Like I would yes. close my eyes and they would burn. Yeah. What's that about? we were dry it sucked us dry (laughs) yeah that that next day i remember i was watching uh, the webcast of the their next game it was that saturday evening which i'm glad we did not go to by the way it would have been cool but like there's no way my body would have no survived that in fact i was like oh shoot i didn't do you know I'm, i'm doing my working out every day for 30 days challenge i didn't get a a workout in on saturday so in the evening like i put the kids to bed i had the curling webcast going and i set up a my laptop and i did a leg workout as i was you know watching the game and i could barely get through it was like a like a five or ten minute workout it wasn't anything crazy but Mm -hmm. i i barely survived it and i'm like this is really weird that it's taking this much out of me. Like, mm-hmm. what's going on here? And then that next morning where I was like, oh, maybe we could go to the final, you know? Yeah. And and I I did see like, oh, we could get these tickets. And I actually ended up getting the tickets in case all of us went. And then as we were kind of figuring out like, oh, could Dan's mom watch the kids and all that? I started to like feel really tired and kind of achy and i'm like oh you know what it's from that mall day i have to stretch like it's just my back's all cricked up and whatever (laughs) and i'm like stretching and i start to feel nauseous and then i was like oh no i know where this is going and Mm -hmm. for the next 72 hours i was incapacitated it was bad yeah it was horrible i i blame that mall totally I, i i think so I, I'm like, I'm just now recovering. Yeah. I mean, I think it took me like a few days to just like go back to normal. I felt like my, just everything was hurting, but I wasn't sick. Like you, I think you were actually sick. Yeah. I a hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah. I couldn't even, you know, you know, that level of sick when you can't even read or look at your phone for entertainment Yeah, or watch a show. Like I couldn't even do that. It was horrible. So shout out the American dream mall. (laughs) (laughs) yeah have you guys ever been there and if you have did you survive well it's i I think if you go there just like to go shopping you're there maybe for a few hours and you leave it's fine right we were there for the whole day i mean morning 12 hours if not more it was more yeah that's the problem (laughs) because we got there at 8 30 and we left at like 9 30 at night Right. We didn't have like natural light coming in. No, it was was so weird. Everything's manufactured and oh, wow. Yeah, I'm I'm convinced that that mall is like not going to survive because there's no way that they're making money. 
No, the amount of employees and the just just to heat and cool that mall, the theme parks. Yeah. I mean, it like how are you making your money back? There were we were there Friday night. It was a yeah, it was a Friday and there was barely anyone there. Even in the evening it kind of picked up a little, but kind of but not enough not to really. support the whole right. week of emptiness. Like when you think of the heyday, the mall heyday back in like the 90s. Yeah. On any given day, that place was swarmed. You were waiting right. in lines like it was it was crazy. And that's yeah. where my fear of the mall started. Right. And right. and this was like nothing. Yes, we did have some good cookies. I think those kept us alive. Yeah, and they didn't have a lot of sugar. They didn't hurt my stomach. Yeah, it was good good stuff. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't even know the name of the place, so I can't shout it out. <laughs> also, I, I went back and watched the video of, of the game that we were at because I, I thought I had a question about like one, one of the rounds of scoring. And we were like, wait, wait, they took the rocks away too soon. We couldn't calculate. Yeah. We couldn't see if we understood the score. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go back and look at this real quick. And I see Mike and I <laughs> in the media section. <laughs> Like two, two doofuses. Two dum yep. We didn't realize that we were on the webcast and we're basically one of three things is what we were. We were, one was confused. And so we're like, <laughs> wait, what happened? What did I, how many scores was that? Yeah. The other one was hysterically cry laughing. Right. Cracking jokes to each other. We and should not be one, laughing, but everyone else is because uh, everyone else is quiet, you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the other one was just tired, just yawning. Yeah. And it was like just, nine at night. It was like not yeah, it was it was late. We had been there all day. And so yeah, and we were in the media section. Like we should have been looking intently. We should have been uh not not yeah so that was kind of that was kind of uh entertaining <laughs> so i hope we weren't like super clear i mean we, yeah we were okay great yeah and i want to say what we were laughing about but like it's kind of a bad word because that guy <laughs> <laughs> oh right 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 i we overheard that. we overheard a another coach <laughs> saying to Schuster. I'm going to have to bleep it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, he, he said, wow, you have a hot boy on your team. Like, meaning he's kind of like hot head, hot headed or like something like that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And I thought he said, wow, you have a boy. <laughs> you have a boy on your team. <laughs> it sounded like that. Everyone's yeah. like kind of whispering. It's loud. I was like, wow, is Cowboy like a name that they have in curling? <laughs> Long boy. So, so, so we were cracking up, dying at that. I wonder if we could find the moment of us talking about that in the, the cast. But Well, there were multiple times because we kept yeah. saying it then. So so that, that rounded out that that day for us. There was also some drama going on, which I think we explained a little bit. Um, uh -huh. But it was hard for us to talk freely because everyone is surrounding us. Yeah. Um, I mean, every time someone talked behind me, I whipped around like, oh, my God, we're in trouble. We're getting kicked out. Yeah, this yeah. is horrible. Yeah. Like the CEO of USA Curling was standing near us at all yes. times, which, you know, doesn't look good for us because we were just giggling the whole time. Right. Right. And 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 did we update that um, 
they actually on Sunday they made it to the finals and they did win. They won, so they Team Schuster is the U.S. champions. Right. So now they're going to World Championships. Yeah. Which is Switzerland, Sweden, or Switzerland? Sw- one, one of, of the Swisses were it's one of the Swiss countries. Yeah. <laughs> one of the Swiss. <laughs> Which would be so fun to go to, but I don't. I don't think that's realistic for us. Yeah, to... there's no way anyone's sending us there. Okay. Uh, do you want to talk about Elmo, my, my yeah, buddy Elmo? Yeah, poor Elmo, just innocently asking. I feel like this is a good. Uh, this is a good palate cleanser as well. Um, mm-hmm. So Elmo the, on Twitter uh, asked fans how they were doing. Just in a in a regular tweet, he said Elmo is just checking in. How is how is everyone doing? And um, the uh, people did not hold back. Basically, everyone was going really hard t- uh, on Elmo. And let me read you some of them because they're yeah, funny. And not not like not mean to him, but just being brutally honest about how they're doing, because in in their defense, Elmo did ask. Yes. Yeah. So uh, this one says, Elmo, I'm going to be real. I am at I am at my effing limit, <laughs> <laughs> which is such a funny thing to say yeah. to to uh elmo and this (laughs) right this guy says how am i like in quotes Uh um this one said uh hi elmo wire me one hundred thousand dollars right now or dorothy gets it and dorothy is his fish yeah Um, so they're threatening elmo me getting ready to trauma dump on elmo yeah this one says every morning i cannot wait to go back to sleep every monday i cannot wait for friday to come every (laughs) single day and every single week for my life oh my god (laughs) poor elmo what's funny is i'm a hundred percent picturing legit elmo reading these like in no way was i like there's a human yeah 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 me too and elmo replies uh you know at the end he doesn't reply to an individual he he tweets out another tweet and he says Wow, Elmo is glad he asked. Elmo learned that it is important to ask a friend how they are doing. Elmo will check in again soon, friends. Elmo loves you. Hashtag yeah. emotional well-being. Oh. And it's just this adorable picture of Elmo. But um, <laughs> the the comments on this post are even funny, you know? People saying Elmo is so sorry he asked. Elmo said he really <laughs> didn't want... He didn't really want to know. He was just being polite. <laughs> Elmo is not going to check in on us anymore. Yeah, it's funny stuff like this. And Yeah. I I uh, love it. I think it shows that we never outgrow Elmo and Elmo never outgrows us. You know who I really appreciate is um Steve from Blues Clues. Did you ever watch that? No. That was a cable show. You were a little show. probably too old, right? No. I remember I remember friends watching Blues Clues, but oh, that okay. was on cable and we didn't have that. I didn't either. But um the guy Steve from Blues Clues is also on social media, and he just asks like open-ended questions to uh-huh. people, like, "Oh, we haven't talked in a while. How are you guys doing?" You know. Oh hey, how you doing? It's good to see you. What's uh, what's going on? And then the comments just fill up with chaos. Like, like oh, jeez. But yeah. it's it's usually it's usually like uh actually nice stuff. I think with Elmo got the the bad side of the internet. Right, right. I, you know, speaking of this, like, you know, basically that's a brand. It's it's obviously someone hired to do social media for the Mm -hmm. Elmo account, right? And so I kind of wanted to talk briefly about the popularity of unhinged brand social medias. 
Yeah. And I think a lot of these social media managers are looking at what like the trailblazers like Duolingo and um, Wendy's is like one of the first that I can remember really going like laying into people being ruthless and just, (laughs) you know, it's, it's brilliant marketing if it's done right. And the person's, you know, sense of humor is like on point. And I noticed more and more brands are like just hopping on this train and they're like, you know, in Duolingo's replies. And I see, I, I see this on threads a lot and some of them are funny. Some of them do make me follow, but Mm -hmm. then it's getting to this point where I can tell at this point, I'm like, you're just doing this because you see it working. Mm-hmm. you know, with other brands. And right. so it's almost like not as funny. It's like, it's like they're trying too hard. It's being overdone. Right. It's being overdone. And that's a yeah. shame because like it was a good run for things like this. And I think my prediction is this year, brands will like really be grasping at straws to do this. Mm-hmm. And everyone's just going to be like, okay, now literally every brand is just trying to be like unhinged. Right. And it's, it's, we need something different. Show us something fresh. Yeah, but what is that? What is the fresh? Well, we didn't know until Duo or until Wendy's just came out like berating people and, you know, trashing <laughs> uh, them. Yeah, I mean, it's funny to get abuse from like a, the Wendy's account, you know? Yeah, yeah, it is funny. But I, I, yeah, I do. I do. My prediction is that it, it will wane unless someone gets like even better at it. But I would like to say, uh, there on thread, somebody posted a picture of owls that got caught in the rain and what they look like. Mm-hmm. And Duolingo replied to that with a picture of the guy from the bear. Yes, chef. Who's yes. that? Uh, just, I don't know his name. But, just put and, that and no words. And people were like, you real for this one. Like, and all this <laughs> stuff. Like, I mean, that is you're being like horribly mean about somebody's looks for absolutely no reason but Mm -hmm. that is where that account stands they are like yes this is uh accurate yeah and you put it out there yeah i mean i i think it's um moving towards the direction of like at first it was just unhinged now it's just like they're replying to anything and everything Mm -hmm. and trying to crack jokes i wonder who the people are behind these accounts are they comedians like do you think that Mm -hmm. they're like actually people that are like writers for like comedy shows or are they just like some guy? I wouldn't be surprised if it's writers for comedy shows like or not not like they're on a comedy show. But you know what I mean? Like they would also be hired for something like that. Right. Yeah, exactly. I I've been recently learning all the things that writers are hired for, like even for people's uh, normal people's um, social medias or their Hmm. like a series that they have on YouTube, like they all use writers. Um, yeah. which is very interesting to me. I thought writers were just for books yeah, and shows. <laughs> yeah, apparently not. It's um, social media. They're writing people's jokes and video content and everything. Mm-hmm. So then what are the people on? What are, what are we doing then? Like if say I had a writer, then what am I doing? If I'm not making my own content, just I'm a, a talking question. head. You're just, you're just the, the voice. I would also like to completely pivot And say something else. (laughs) Okay. Dan and I tried to be a big girl boy. And I think Mm -hmm. I said this, how we tried to make a brisket. Okay. Did I talk about that? You did not say this, no. Okay, let me go back for a second. It was a very cold, snowy, windy, 
pure cloud day. And we thought, let's go to the to the butcher. I guess that's what it's called. And let's get one of those cuts of meat that adults make when they have friends over. Okay. Okay. So yeah. so like not not chicken, you know, breasts and not steaks. We're talking a hunk of burn and love meat. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just like yeah. a slab. And yeah. number one, the butcher was one of the scariest things I have been to in terms of like being uh, nervous to order something mm -hmm. because the thing is there in one big piece, this brisket. Yeah. Right? You have to know what you're asking for. And, but it was only two of us because we just wanted to see if this Traeger grill worked. We didn't, we never used the Traeger before. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Traeger for sending us this literally two years ago and we never used it. Is it like a smoke smoker or like yeah, an actual it's like grill? A, well, both, I guess. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't even know. Okay. And, and so we just wanted to test it out. But Dan saw this recipe for brisket on YouTube. He really wanted to try. So we go in there. Apparently, it's weird. If you get two pounds of brisket, you're supposed to get the whole thing and actually have friends to eat it with. We didn't mm -hmm. know that. And okay. then we had to ask for butcher paper. And then we had, it was like this whole thing. And they could tell we had no idea what we were doing. And it was very nerve wracking because there was a whole slew of people. Mm -hmm. in there listening to us because they're waiting for right. people us that to know what they're doing yeah they're like they're really just move on right people why they don't you know people. what you're doing get out of the way yeah and so they're hearing us just like fumble through this whole thing we get the meat we go back we're like okay we calculate it based on the pounds that's only going to take two hours mm -hmm. we go out <laughs> we fire up the grill i'm filming this whole thing because i'm so proud of us for like you know our first yeah. big, first big girl, big boy meal, right? And our and <laughs> in your lifetime, <laughs> yeah, we never did this before. Okay, okay, and so we fire it up. We're like waiting for it to preheat. It's not getting up to temperature. We're like, mm -hmm. oh, is this thing broken already? Like, what's going on? Yeah, and I mentioned the weather conditions, and it's outside. Mm -hmm. So blustering wind about 15 <laughs> degrees yeah no sun yeah and we did not realize that we would have to adjust right so, so you have to turn it up right we did not know this so it's on there we have the temperature probe in there the temperature probe is not moving okay the meat is not heating up to where it can be edible and so it's on there two hours we're like it's just cold let's give it more time it's on there six hours eight hours ten hours wow. I said, Dan, I got to go to bed. It's like 11 <laughs> o'clock at night. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm just going to set my alarm for every like 10 minutes or 20 minutes and check the temperature. So all night he's waking up and looking at the temperature. Oh, my God. At four in the morning, Dan wakes me up and I think, oh, my God, the grill's on fire because he's like urgent. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm like, oh, gosh, I can't believe this. Like he fell asleep and they started on fire. And I, so I go down and I was like, oh, my God, what happened? He's just standing there with a piece of the brisket on a fork. <laughs> and your camera's off. But I'm going to keep going. Keep going. And I was like, are you you woke me up for this? Like, I was so tired. And he's like, "You because you have to try it. And so I try the brisket. It's good. Absolutely. And I was like, so the grill's not on fire. Like everything's fine. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, so this was the emergency. He's like, yeah. 
And so <laughs> I don't know how many hours long that that was on there. It was very good. And then we have people over the next day for this meeting at our house. What does mm-hmm. Dan do? He offers for them to go home with the brisket. And I said, That's, we spent uh, how, <laughs> a whole day. A whole day. And yeah. you just gave that away. Yeah. And so we're redeeming ourselves. We're we have another one on today. Okay. A big size. I'm excited for the Super yeah. Bowl. It's Super Bowl Sunday. And yeah. I'm excited for that halftime show. For Usher? And Rihanna. Is Isn't Rihanna it Usher and do- Rihanna? I think it's just Usher. <gasps> Somebody told me it was Usher and Rihanna, and I've been like super excited this whole time, and it's just Usher. I don't think Rihanna's involved. <gasps> Well, I guess I'll just have to be excited about Usher. If Rihanna was last year. Yeah, but I thought she was doing it again. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> Who told me this? Probably Dan. Can't trust anything. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I, I think it's just Usher. It's just Usher. What's he going to do for the halftime? Yeah. Dance around? Yeah, Ugh. he's just going to dance around. I don't know. All right, he's a good dancer. Well, I'm still excited, and we're gonna have brisket, and and yeah, we're gonna have. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, um, why Rihanna's even involved in this. Um, okay, whatever, it is what it is. It is what it is, and it's gonna be great. Yeah. You want to do a no, no bad, no sad, and then we just call it for this episode. Yeah, yeah. No bad, no sad. Okay, I have a good story. I'm gonna text it to you. Sending it now. Did you see Johnny Dodgen made made a mock up of Travis of Jason Kelsey in a Mississippi Mongoose uniform? Yeah, I want to post it. Love it. I think I'm gonna. Oh, I'll have to post it. He's great. You sent it to me. Oh yeah. Okay. You sent it to me and said, "Hey." Did you send did me something just now? I just texted you. Yeah. So there's this there's a story. This uh, girl Brianna posted on Twitter. You didn't saying, text hey, me. What? It didn't. You didn't. Why is Did it you send not... it to someone else by accident? No. Like, oh, okay, there it goes. Okay, I got it. All right, so Brianna goes on Twitter. She says, "Hey, Twitter, I met this girl on a dinner cruise in Hawaii in 2006. We were basically best friends for that night. So I need y'all to help me find my best friend because I miss her and I need her. I need to see how she's doing now. Please retweet this so we can be reunited." Yeah, and she posts I... this picture of them as like two little girls. I would like. To, I I saw this post and i would uh-huh. like to say i just want to take a moment of appreciation i feel like everyone had one of these moments when they were little mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have to be on a on a vacation like even if you didn't go on vacations you were at some place your parents were you know probably having fun at night you're tired but mm-hmm. there's another little kid there you're the same age and it really does feel like wow this is the best time of my life this person would be my best friend and but then you know the night gets away from you and then you're leaving and and you know back then you don't have your parents don't have cell phones or like right you know or here let's let's exchange snapchat or something right you know so they left and 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 that was it and they have this picture to remember it how old do you think these girls are in this picture um seven Okay. Yeah. So the the next slide on this is the the friend that Brianna was looking for saying, heard you were looking for me. And she posts a picture of her 
holding a picture of the like Hawaii trip that Hawaii cruise trip of like, I guess her and her family. Mm -hmm. And then the next slide is them posting a picture together. So Brianna and her friend, I don't know what her name is. So cute. As, as adults. Her friend's name is Heidi, I think. Heidi, right. Hanging out. Yes. And I feel like, you know, this is the opposite of the Elmo story where <laughs> people yeah. are just crapping on <laughs> Elmo. This is where uh, social media, you know, pulls through and, and kind of rallies to do something that's essentially meaningless to the world. But like to these two probably was a cool moment. And and, uh, it, and it is it does show that it's meaningful to the world because there are like over 880,000 likes, likes on this yeah. post. And mm -hmm. I also it did leave me with wanting more details Updates. yeah how far did you guys have to travel to get to one another what are your right. careers like does your do your parents remember that night like mm -hmm. were their parents friends do they remember each other like i do i do want a full novel about this but you know i will i'll be satisfied with 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 how it is it's just I love yeah, I mean, it. just just the picture of those two together as adults and and then it's as just so cute. Children is is yeah, it's cool. Okay, well that's so that's the that's the episode. Yeah, I can't believe we started with true crime because we left that on such a high note. I feel like we canceled it out. Yeah, and I I feel like this is going to be confusing for people who just come for like the true crime part because I'm going to title it like it's a true crime episode. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> So uh, if you're still listening, then, uh, you know, shout out. Yeah. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we love reading your comments on our Instagram posts at non-members only. That's how we interact with you guys. We get to see what you thought of the episode, answer any questions that we had for you guys while we were recording. And Michael Michael Motorcycle posts the visual recap. So when the episode comes out, it's visuals of all this, most of the stuff that we talked about. Yeah. And I have a review to read. It is titled Mousekin Stan. <laughs> Y'all have been part of my Monday morning workout routine since the podcast started. I had a baby in December and I'm slowly catching up on episodes. I had taken a break from social media and I may or may not have specifically redownloaded Instagram just to experience Mousekin in all of his glory. Oh, Thank you, Aaron and Mr. Michael M. Motorcycle for making me <laughs> laugh and never fact-checking anything. Keep spreading blissful ignorance for the world to enjoy. Wow. Thank you. That's beyond amazing on so many levels. Yes. Mouse, uh, the subtle shout out to Mousekin uh, <laughs> rebranding you as Michael M. Motorcycle is yeah. just brilliant. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, I love that so much. Congratulations on your baby. And she said December. Yeah, the baby. That is very baby. recent. Yeah. Holy moly. I hope that you're doing well. And, and that is from M-E-M -E is the first part. And then Nestel. Okay. So. I hope you're doing well. I certainly, I certainly was not doing well after any of my births. So <laughs> even if you're not doing well, you're not alone. And hope you enjoyed this episode. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Wow.